Hey, welcome back to episode four of Real Life. This week was a really enjoyable conversation I had. I uh, didn't have much plan for this episode, but it ended up probably being my favorite episode to date. We started out by talking all about some of my experiences with uh, loneliness and then the importance of spending a little bit of time on your own. And then we finished the episode by talking about my recent decision to go full-time on YouTube and the importance of focusing your attention around what makes you happy. I really enjoyed this week's conversation and I hope you guys enjoy it too. Like I've said in the last few episodes, the number one thing you guys could do right now to help me and support this podcast is by sharing it with a friend. Share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. But I won't keep you any longer. This is episode four of Real Life. Camera on. And we are rolling. Welcome back to episode four of Real Life. I'm not going to start this episode by saying how crazy it is that we're up to episode four because I've done that for literally every single episode so far. This is actually episode 4.5. I've already recorded episode four. I recorded on Thursday night and and I made the unfortunate mistake of recording really late. Um, I recorded the first three episodes, not late, but like, you know, 7, 8, 9 p.m. sort of. Um, and I thought to myself, I'm like, maybe my, you know, creative energy is is peaking around those times. So I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, then, then maybe podcasting can be something that I do late at night routinely. And I made the unfortunate mistake of filming a podcast at 11 p.m. after I'd had about two or three wines. And it just, I, I just, I listened back to it. The energy was really, really low. I didn't like it. I'm all for you know, if you make something, release it, like to a certain extent. But I'm all for just, you know, not being too critical and and not being too picky. But I just really didn't want to do that to you guys. I didn't want to waste an episode. I didn't want to waste the topics that I talked about because I feel like the topics that I talked about, you know, are topics that I could really uh, could really bring people a lot of value. And if I'm putting out an episode that's just low energy, if it's, you know, I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy listening back to it. I didn't enjoy, uh, you know, afterwards I knew that it was low energy. So I'm just, you know, I'm just making sure I'm putting out the best content I can for you guys. But yeah, so we're up to, this is episode 4.5. We'll call this episode 4.5. What is crazy is we've now done an entire month of podcasting. It has now been a month since I've become a podcast host, which is something yeah, that's crazy. I'm st- I'm going to stop. I'm not going to say how crazy it is. I promise I'm not going to say how crazy it is. How's everyone's week been? How's everyone been this week? What did you guys get up to this week? This week for me has been um, actually, I've got to be honest with you guys. Uh, this week for me has actually been a little, uh, like just how can I put this? I've just been a little bit, you know, I think the loneliness of this whole situation has come to a head. I think, you know, not spending a lot of time by yourself is um is great spending a lot of time by yourself is great and i'll cover that in a second but spending a lot of time by yourself you just get lonely after a while you just get lonely of of not having someone to bounce ideas off not having someone to talk to not having someone to you know not having someone to be in your presence not having someone to be around is is something that can make you feel a bit lonely after a while and i think this week was the first week that really you know, the loneliness factor of lockdown <laughs> really hit me this week. I think that, you know, that that is actually a really good point is I think that spending alone time is massively important. I think that's incredibly important for you. I think it's one of the best things you can do for character building. If you're one of those people that often finds yourself, you know, dependent on other people's energy, if you're one of those people that, you know, you're always looking for affirmation, you're always looking for you know, something from other people, I think one of the best things you can do is just, you know, spend a month by yourself, spend two weeks by yourself, spend a week by yourself, just spend some time in your own head. And you'd be surprised how beneficial that can be for your own character. It's one of the best, one of the best periods of my life was a period of forced isolation. When I was younger, I just, I had a really bad breakup. The relationship was, it was a long distance relationship. So the reality of the long distance relationship is that it was very polarizing. So when I was talking to her, when I was with her, um, 
I was just with her. I was just talking to her because, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to spend time with my friends whilst I was with her because I didn't get to spend as much time with her. So I sort of became very distant from my group of friends at the time. And then the other thing that happened simultaneously during that time is it might be something that I, I go into detail in a podcast at some point, but uh, I had a group of friends that for lack of a better term, I, I separated myself from uh, during that time or shortly after that time. So, you know, both of those for reasons that I think I'll probably get into in an entire podcast because that's, you know, a valuable story within itself. But essentially, they got into substances that I wasn't very comfortable with. Um, It started to get a bit scary and and I decided that the best course of action for me was to to sort of separate myself or distance myself from that group of people. Um, I'll talk about this, like I said, I'll, I'll dedicate an entire episode to to that topic specifically because yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people go through, especially as Australians, as bad as that is. It's something that a lot of young people go through or are still going through at my age. Um, what was I saying? I've lost my train of thought. Ah, yes, but <laughs> but what happened at that time was the breakup and the dis like distancing from my friends at the time happened almost at the exactly the same time, almost exactly the same time. It was within you know a few months of each other, so I ended up in this situation where you know I was by myself, and I spent a lot of time by myself. I spent a lot of time in my own head. I wasn't really socializing. I wasn't really going out. I wasn't really, you know, hanging out with people all that often. All I really was doing was, you know, lifting weights and and looking after myself and and spending some time in my own space. And I think it's one of the best, one of the, the strong, if I had to point out one period of time that's been one of the best character build, building periods of my entire life, one of the one of the periods that I always look back on as a very formative uh, 12 to 18 months was that period where I was sort of in between friendships and and out of a, a long or relatively long-term relationship for for an 18-year-old kid. So I think spending time by yourself is extremely valuable because you it's one of the few times where when you're around other people, when you're taking on the input of other people, when you're um, listening to other people and looking for confirmation from these people, when you're doing things in the presence of other people, whether subconsciously or consciously, very often you can let those people shape uh, who you become. You, you can let those people shape your thoughts. You can let those people shape your actions. Um, obviously, the goal of all of us is to get to the point where that doesn't happen in the presence of people. So the goal for anyone is to find their true self and be comfortable with that true self to the point where no one can really influence that character. Um, that's true confidence. That's true, true charisma. That's the goal of all those self-help gurus and all that sort of stuff for all their clients is is to get people to a point where they're confident in themselves. But a good practice to achieve that and a way to do it uh, without reading a million books and without you know meditating for 15 hours a day is to spend some time by yourself. Because when you're by yourself, your thoughts become your own thoughts. Your actions become your own actions. You're not really doing anything to please anyone else because no one else is around. And then there's the other part of it where your actions don't have, you know, for example, let's bring it back to a very specific example that I'm sure a lot of you listening right now probably can probably relate to is, you know, starting something like Instagram, starting something at YouTube, whether your friends love you or not, <laughs> or whether your family loves you or not, or siblings or whatever, or, or even even a partner, even a boyfriend or girlfriend, if you're starting out on YouTube or starting out on Instagram or, or just starting anything that's a little bit left of center, um, people are going to pick on you. People are going to make fun of you. People are going to criticize, whether it comes out of love or genuine uh, disdain people are going to do that. And I think one of the benefits of spending a lot of time by yourself, especially right now, especially right now, is that it creates a layer of separation between those people. If you put out a video and then you don't see anyone else or you don't hang around the people that, you know, I have a group of friends that I hang out with that are very beneficial to my career and very beneficial to everything that I do professionally. They're very encouraging people. They're amazing to hang out with. And then I have a group of friends that I go out drinking with. And if I have to be honest with you, if I was to start YouTube again, if I hadn't have started YouTube, I would probably separate myself from the group of friends that I go drinking with. <laughs> because it, it allows you to create a layer of separation between making and 
them criti- criticizing it. You know, if you're able to not, um, you know, have a little bit of a, a gap between when you start creating and when you become criticized from these people, um, it's going to help you deal with it more. And it's just going to help you, you know, make the videos that you actually want to be making, do the things that you actually want to be doing because we've all been through it. I've been through it. Like I said in one, I can't remember if it was a podcast or a YouTube video, but I was a very, very self-conscious kid. And I've got a plan to make, I'm going to be making an entire, I might turn it into a little bit of a, it might be the, the way that I incorporate solo podcasts into into this is I, I want to talk about um, topics as far as like relationships, insecurities, uh, you know, all those things that I've experienced because I was a very, very self-conscious kid, a very self-conscious kid. A lot of what I did throughout high school and it could have been due to, you know, a little bit of bullying or whatever it was, but um, I I was just very, very self-conscious and everything I did was pandering to other people. Everything I said, everything, all my actions was usually pandering to other people. And it wasn't really until I finished and uh, finished school and separated myself from that group of people that I became the person that I actually want to be. Um, and I still get criticism every now and again. There's still people that try to, you know, every time I go to a party, someone brings up a caption I wrote it, someone brings up a, a video I posted. But my reaction to that now is is usually, you know, I just, just not that I don't care because I don't like that argument of, blind like i don't care what anyone thinks of me because you know that at the end of the day is is narcissistic within itself that is you sort of deciding that you're better than the opinions of other people that's you know that that's no help to anyone you know sometimes criticisms are genuine but a lot of the time you need to take criticism in your stride and recognize that that person doesn't know you and that person doesn't know why you're doing the thing that they do and oftentimes that person is in your audience so just use this time to, uh, as much as I have been feeling lonely this week, wow, that was a long introduction. <laughs> I just realized that I haven't even gotten on to the topic that I want to talk about today. Um, uh, the Yeah, it, it realized that this time that we're spending alone, and I had this conversation with a friend, is like, she was actually, uh, she surprisingly said to me, she's like, I actually want my boyfriend to come over less right now because I'm jealous of the fact that you are so productive and spending so much time by yourself. And I, I funnily sort of, I sort of laughed at her and I was like, no way, like, you, as much as it's positive, it's like, it is very, very lonely, but I understood what she meant. It's like, it's a very beneficial time for learning a new skill, learning a new hobby, learning whatever. But I've been through all of this. If you've been watching my YouTube channel or listen to all three podcasts up until this point, you know, all this already, I've spoken about this multiple times, but yeah. The other thing that I've started doing this week that, that has really helped me out and will segue quite nicely into today's topic is... I've started. Uh, I've started recording. Uh, so I can't remember the name of the author, but I'm pretty sure it was in. Yeah, I, I can't. I cannot remember where I where I read it or or what I discovered it from or whatever. But this author, he was talking about procrastination and and getting over the blank page and uh, becoming a better author. And he put it down to one strategy that he used uh, over and over again throughout the years to to write countless novels and, and be very successful from someone that wasn't successful originally. And he described it as uh, 200 words a day, 200 shitty words a day. Um, and he said that essentially if he just sets himself the goal of writing 200 shitty words a day, that's a very achievable task. 200 words is not much. 200 words is really not much. Now, I'm not a uni student, so I'm not going to try and quantify how many words 200 words is on a page, but it's not much. Most of your text messages probably exceed 200 words. So it's a very, very achievable goal, but that's not the point. The point of 200 words a day is so that he, regardless of how he's feeling, he takes action. Because once you take action, then motivation comes. Motivation doesn't come extrinsically and then motivate you to do something. You do something and then you become motivated to do it more. So that's a strategy that he implemented. And the result of that strategy is on his worst days, on the days where he's doesn't feel like doing it at all, he writes 200 words, which if he has, you know, five crappy days 
in the week, that's still a thousand words that he wrote that he probably otherwise wouldn't write because he would have decided that I don't feel like it today. I'm not going to do it. I hope that math is correct. (laughs) So the goal of the 200 words a day is that on the worst days, he still gets 200 words out on, on the best days and on the best days, he might write a thousand or 2000 or 3000 words. And suddenly he's getting over that hump of the motivation factor. Because on the days where he gets to 200 words, he's like, wow, this is flowing really nicely. Let's keep writing. Then he goes on to write you know, a new book or he goes on to write 10 pages of his new book or he does something that he otherwise wouldn't do if he had just in his mind that he needs to feel great or be motivated to do what he wants to do. So the way that I've implemented this is, is this week I decided that in a YouTube video, and I'll talk about this in a sec, is that I am now, I've sort of temporarily decided or tentatively is the correct word, tentatively decided that I'm a full-time YouTuber now or a full-time content creator. Um, And one of the strategies that I had put in place as soon as I made that decision was I film every day. I film every single day, regardless of whether that footage gets used, regardless of how that video is shaping up or if I have a plan or if I don't have a plan. My goal is to film every single day. 200 shitty words to a camera or 200 words staring down the barrel of a lens a day. And the thing that I've noticed immediately is one, I'm way more comfortable in just a week, way more comfortable in front of camera, way, way more comfortable in front of camera. And the second thing is I'm practicing more. (laughs) So it's getting me more comfortable in front of camera, which is the same point as the last one. So I didn't really need to say that. But the third thing is that it's now getting me to make more videos. It's now getting me to make more content for you guys because all of a sudden, rather than having to feel like I have a plan or having to feel like I've scripted a video or having to feel like I'm motivated to do it that day, if I just head out and I start filming something, I either have to figure out a way to make that video decent or I just get out the 200 words and I put the camera back in my bag and I call it a day. And that has been a game changer for me as far as just being more comfortable in front of camera. That's why I do this podcast as well. One of the reasons why, you know, right now for me, the podcast is not a means of building a new audience. I'm super thankful that people are enjoying it. I am very, very, very thankful that people are enjoying it. I'm getting countless messages, not only from um, you guys, the audience, but from old friends from high school, from my cousins, from family members, from people that I haven't spoken to for years telling me that they really enjoyed the podcast. And I do really appreciate that, but that wasn't the intention. The intention of this podcast was 50% to give you guys an opportunity to learn who I am as a person beyond a filmmaker and a photographer, to give you guys an insight into me as a person outside of you know Instagram and YouTube, to let me talk openly and candidly about literally anything. Because when, you've, when, I, when I sit down for 45 minutes a week and I just give myself the goal of you're just going to talk about topics, then all of a sudden I'm able to maybe write down two or three dot points that I think are applicable to you guys and then just talk about whatever. Because one dot point might lead into something. For example, this morning, this morning, just a couple minutes ago, as you guys were listening to my story about, you know, being lonely and going through that period of my life. That's not a video that I ever would have made on YouTube. Or it might be one day. Maybe one day I will make those sort of videos. But right now, that's not a video that would ever be up on YouTube. But now you guys have a little bit more of an insight into me. But the other reason why I started this podcast and the remaining 50% is I wanted to practice. I wanted to practice talking to camera more because I find this very easy. (laughs) I've got to be completely honest with you guys. I find this format very, very easy. When I've got my headphones on, when I've got the microphone in front of me, when I've got the camera on, I'm in my room, maybe I've got a glass of wine or a cup of tea here, and I'm just talking to you guys about whatever with no direction. And well, there's a little bit of direction, but talking to you guys, I find this very, very easy, very comfortable. And it's very low friction. Like all I have to do is put the camera on, put my microphone on, 
set up the lights and start recording. I don't have to have a script in place. I don't have to have an idea. I don't need to speak perfectly. You guys hear me how many times I roll over my words in these in these podcasts, just like then, how many times I roll over my words in these podcasts. But I don't need to worry about that because all I'm worried about doing is getting the practice in. So I am really, really thankful that you guys are, are really enjoying this podcast. But one of the reasons why I started it in the first place was that I I just wanted an opportunity to practice more. I just wanted an opportunity to get in, ca- get in front of camera more and get in front of camera in a way that was comfortable to me so I can become more uh, comfortable doing it more often. So I'm, I'm, I am really glad that you're enjoying it. But I think once I you know, once I start to get guests on and once I start to interview people and once it becomes less about, you know, me as a character and more about them, I think I'll bring back episodes specifically with me just to talk about, maybe I'll dedicate a whole episode, like I said, to insecurities, dedicate a whole episode to motivation and that sort of stuff. Some of those topics that I'm genuinely really, really interested in that might not make it to a video because I think if, if anything, if, if the response that I've gotten from the last three episodes is anything to go by, you guys are really, really enjoying those topics and me talking about those topics, which I really appreciate. <clears throat> Sorry. The main topic that I wanted to talk about today um, and the the dot, first dot point that I have written down for this episode, we're already 20 minutes in and we're getting to the first dot point. <clears throat> Sorry. Is... I'm a I'm a full-time YouTuber now. <laughs> if you guys saw my uh, YouTube video that I posted, I think I posted on Wednesday. Um, I'm a I'm a full-time YouTuber now. I sort of I've been thinking about this for a while, and and I made the decision uh, last week after I had a conversation with a friend. I was I was out walking with a, a friend of mine. We were social distancing. Don't worry, and. Um, she, we were talking about, you know, what I've been up to and how I've been handling this whole situation. And, and she knew I've, you know, I'm single. So it's, I'm spending a lot of time by myself. And she, she just sort of asked like, you know, what are you doing? Like, how are you keeping yourself busy since work's obviously slowed down and, and all that sort of stuff. And I just said to her, I'm like, oh, well, I've got my podcast now. I'm creating heaps of YouTube content and then Instagram and, and just, you know, maintaining all three of them is keeping me extremely busy. And she asked me a question I don't think I was ready for. She just said, well, what's going to happen once this is all over and you can go back to freelancing? And I, I didn't have an answer for it. I just said, I, I said in that moment that I wasn't sure but by the time we finished our walk, I had already sort of been playing that over in my head and I, and I kind of decided and I said to her, I'm like, I think I just won't go back to it. I'll just do my absolute best over the next few months whilst we're in lockdown or whilst the economy is still suffering because that's the reality of this situation is is as much as lockdown is affecting us, I think as long as the economy is sort of still at a lull, you know, I'm going to get hired less. When, when things are great, People want videographers because people want to share, spend money on things like social media and that sort of stuff. Whereas when things are bad, as much as they should still spend money on social media, everyone's so concerned about their bottom line that they don't really want to spend any money on marketing. So for me, I don't really have a job until things are great, uh, until things start moving again, until things really start going well. Um, So I sort of said to her, I'm like, well, why can't I just spend the next, you know, three to eight months that we're might be in this situation focusing entirely on this and and describing myself as a youtuber and then hopefully if things are going well i'm able to turn this either into my full-time job or i'm making enough money to sustain myself to continue doing it until i get to the point where i'm able to do this as a job um and i just just in that moment it just made perfect sense to me it made perfect sense for me to um, go cold turkey because I always knew that that was going to be the situation. When I was really consistent with YouTube last year, uh, I realized very quickly that the only way that I was going to do this again, the only way that I was going to become successful at it is if I committed to doing it full time, is if I committed to this being my job, if I just went cold turkey, quit freelance and just went all in because it is a massive commitment. It is a massive amount of work and there's not really any way that you can you know, really, you know, all the stories that you hear, like someone like Matt Diavella, for example, for him to start his channel and now be as successful as he is, he did the same thing. He went cold turkey with 
YouTube with uh, freelance content or freelancing or his production company. And as much as, you know, that is a little bit of a naive situation, I don't want to try and like, I didn't mention in the video, I think it got cut because I just didn't want it to drag on for too long. But I don't want anyone to think that this is an extremely like, you know, dumb decision. This is kind of like a very dangerous decision. It's like, dude, you're not making any money at the moment. Like, how are you going to sustain yourself? Thankfully, I'm in the position right now where I, this is actually the best possible time for me to make this decision. Because right now I'm sitting on, you know, I've got enough savings to sort of get me by for the next, you know, six to 12 months, eight to 12 months, I can sort of get by. If I really cut down on, you know, I don't go out, if I spend less money on things that I don't need and and really cut down on my spending, I've got enough savings to last me the next eight to 12 months. So thankfully, with that in mind, with the fact that I'm not getting hired anyway, there's not really any better time for me to make this decision. So try not to, like I, I didn't mention in the video, but it is actually probably one of the smarter things I could do right now is is make that decision and go cold turkey and commit to this full time. Um, because it, 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 I just don't think there's any other way for me to do it. I really don't think there's any other way for me to do it. Uh, because the reality is, is, is with freelance is, you know, I could make a tutorial, which isn't particularly creative. Like, sure, I, I want to put my creative flair into all of my tutorials and all of my videos and I want everything to have a little bit of me sprinkled onto a genre that other people have made videos on. Otherwise, I wouldn't make... I said this, I wouldn't make... I don't want to make videos that other people have made. There's no point in me making videos that other people have made unless I do it in a way that fits my character, that is me. And I think that's the the thing that I'm always striving for is is doing something that's in my character. But the situation is that even when I'm making, you know, probably the easiest form of content to make, tutorials, which are very simple to shoot, very simple to edit, even when I'm doing that, it requires the same amount of creative energy as, you know, me editing a wedding or me editing a client project or me shooting a client project. It requires the same amount of creative energy. And unfortunately, with that situation... I just don't have the creative energy 90% of the days to finish my work and then go on to shoot another video. At the end of most days, all I want to do is put down the camera and just do nothing. And that might be just a little bit of discipline that I need to have. Maybe it is a situation where I'm just not disciplined enough to, to do it, to do both at the same time. But I think that for me, I just, I tried and I failed at doing and maintaining both twice. And it just wasn't a situation that I think I'm going to be capable of doing. So I made the decision that I, I decided that that's now my job. That's my job title. That's who I am. That's what I'm doing. And I think the other side of this coin or the other side of all of this is, is that it's, it's not really going to change much. Like it's if for you guys, it's actually not going to change much. You might get more content and I might become more comfortable in front of camera because I'm able to bring more energy to the videos that I'm making. I'm not sort of making them for the sake of pushing them out. You know, I've, I've made in the last three or four days, I think I've got like three or four videos to edit at the moment, plus this podcast, plus a video that I made a couple of weeks that's getting reviewed by a team that for a job that I can't talk anyway <laughs> so there's plenty of videos that I've already made so I've sort of already got content for the next four to five weeks ready to go but I'm able to now put more energy into the content that I'm making but beyond that there's not really much that's going to change because I'm still planning on doing for example my best mate who's the boxer I'm still planning on continuing that content I'm still going to create that that's I'm never going to stop doing that I'm probably still going to film the rowing, probably for less schools. Like I did three, I was supposed to do four schools this year and I cut it down to three and I barely fit the three schools. So I'm probably not going to do that many schools. I probably just do one or two, but I plan on still doing the rowing. I plan on still doing the boxing. And then I reckon I'll probably shoot, you know, a couple weddings a year as well too, because it keeps my, keeps my tools sharp. It keeps my knife sharp as far as my creative skills to, to create. And it also keeps me in touch with, you know, the industry. If I'm not creating anything in the industry, if I'm not creating anything in the industry and I'm just a YouTuber, 
then I'm not really part of, I, I don't have the, you know, approach that, someone who is in in the industry might have. And I'm sure that once you get to the point where YouTube overtakes and there's no reason to keep doing, I know, I know. But for me, in my mind at the moment, I think it's important for me to keep learning as a freelancer, to keep learning as a cinematographer, as a director, as well as doing YouTube. So on the surface, not much is going to change. But the number one thing that I think is going to be most beneficial for me with this whole situation is my job has now changed. For me, calling myself a full-time content creator, calling myself a full-time YouTuber is a massive change. Introducing myself to people and saying I'm a YouTuber rather than saying I'm a video production company owner or I run a video production company or I'm a freelancer or I do video or whatever is a massive change. Because suddenly, for me, I really struggle with you know, YouTube and Instagram have always just been a hobby. Those two activities have just forever have just been a hobby. They're not really something that I do uh, or haven't been something that I do and I consider a job. I don't schedule them. I don't, you know, it's just not something that I, I do it when I have spare time. It's why I don't post as often on Instagram because I have until now considered it a hobby. And there's benefits and downsides to doing that. When it's a hobby, you know, you do it from the enjoyment of it. And I think people can notice that. I think people can really recognize when you're doing something for the fun of it. But if you want to be successful, I think there's cert- certainly a, a benefit to treating it like a job. And for me, I can't treat something like a job if it's not my job. Does that make sense to you? Like for me to now make that shift to I'm a YouTuber, suddenly the first thought in my mind goes from, okay, I have this, 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 and this that needs to get done. I have these emails to answer. I have these invoices to send. I have this all to do over here with client work. And then if I have enough energy, maybe I'll post to Instagram at the end of the day. And when I'm scheduling out my days, it's you know such and such wedding, such and such rowing video, such and such sport, such and such invoice, such and such quote. I've got to talk to this person, meeting at 12, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, maybe script a YouTube video. Whereas now when I'm writing my diary, when I'm planning the day at the start of the day, it's what video can I make? What have I already made that I can edit? What do I need to do to maybe start to monetize this a little bit better? Do I need to make a course? What can I plan? You know, all the downtime can be spent on scripting videos when originally it was just free time that gets spent on scripting videos and hopefully I get to film it at some point. For me, that mindset shift is a really big deal because I... I really don't let it I I really don't like letting myself down. I really don't like you know, I don't like saying I'm going to do something and not doing it. I'm very often the type of person that uh I will sacrifice my own time before I sacrifice someone else's. That wasn't always the case. That certainly wasn't always the case. I was a really shitty employee at my last job. <laughs> the last job I ever had, I actually uh, quit. I was kind of like a, a salty boyfriend. I quit before I uh, you know, got fired. I think I've already said this a couple of times on the podcast, but I was a terrible employee. But I'm now, I really don't like letting myself down. And that's come from running my own business and learning how valuable it is for someone to keep to their word, for someone to be honest and upfront and do things when they say they're going to do things because that is such a valuable thing to have. So for me, when it's just my hobby, when it's when, when it's only me on the line, you know, if I don't make a video and it's my hobby and the only consequence is me being a little disappointed in myself for not making a video, but it doesn't affect anyone else, it doesn't affect you know, it does affect you guys because you guys don't get content, but it doesn't affect my income. It doesn't affect my livelihood. It doesn't affect my career. It just affects me being a little bit disappointed in myself for not making a video. Whereas now, this is my job. So when I say I'm going to post a video at Sunday at 5 p.m., I need to post a video at Sunday at 5 p.m. When I say I'm going to do something today, I need to do that today. When I say I'm going to create a new YouTube video or script something or or record a new podcast, I need to do that thing. And that thing takes precedence because that is incredibly important to me. And I can't let 
other people down because now this is my job. So now it's not just me with a hobby worried about not disappointing myself. Now this is me with an audience who enjoy my content and me trying to create a career for myself and hopefully support a family one day. Because I have to be honest with you, I'm not going to try and hide behind like some facade that I'm this noble person that you know, all I care about is creating content for the love of it and blah, blah, blah. That's just flat out not true with me. I've said this a couple of times in other videos and I've had this conversation with many people. My number one motivation in life is to earn enough money to support me and my family comfortably. I want to earn a comfortable life for myself, my wife and my kids one day. That is my number one goal in life. It's been my biggest fear ever since childhood. It's I want to give someone a lovely life. I want to support someone. I want to give my wife the opportunity not to work if she doesn't want to. I want to have enough money that I can spend time with my kids. I want to take them on holidays. I want to, I, I, like, that's my number one goal in life is to achieve that. So I am motivated by money. That's just the way I am. I am motivated by money. If something has the opportunity to make me more money, there's probably a good chance I'll go with it. And this is me being honest. Like at the end of the day, I'm only going to do things I enjoy. That's why I'm a YouTuber. That's one of the first times I've said that I'm a YouTuber. That's why I'm a YouTuber. That's why I do video. That's why I do art. That's why I do what I do because I only want to do the things I enjoy. That's why I got a job as a personal trainer and didn't go to Macca's or go to my you know, family friend's accounting firm. I went and got a job as a personal trainer because I thought I was because I thought I was going to enjoy it. So I still focus on doing what I enjoy, but I focus on doing what I enjoy because I know the possibilities of what can happen if you enjoy your job. Because if you enjoy your job, you can put more hours into it and inevitably, possibly make more money. So I'm motivated by money. That's just me being honest with you. I am motivated by money. So this decision now to turn this into my job is essentially created that motivation for me because suddenly this is what's going to create that future for me or potentially or hopefully so it it might not change too much and it might seem like oh, it's a bit of a like why like why'd you make that video it doesn't really matter what difference does it make it doesn't make any difference really but it is a massive change of mindset for me and a massive change for my happiness because now you know this is why i started this i started Instagram and YouTube with the intention of being a full-time content creator and now I finally get to do that and finally get to call myself that two and a half years later which is a massive source of my happiness because I think right now there is nothing more important than right now to focus on what makes you happy and use this time to reshape or redesign your life around something that makes you happy. Um, you know, I, sure, I, I love that I have been so incredibly productive in this time. I love that I, I, I am, you know, as much as I complain about being a little bit lonely at the start of the episode, as much as I have said that I miss my friends and that sort of stuff, I am loving how productive this has made me because all I can do is focus on me. All I can do is focus on my career. All I can do is focus on my work and put all of my energy into doing what I want to do every single day. If I didn't want to do this, I probably wouldn't do it right now because right now is a time where we're all really bummed out about literally everything. So the things that we do spend our time doing is what we enjoy. That's why so many people are playing Call of Duty right now. That's why a lot of people, unfortunately, are drinking a lot right now. That's why a lot of people are spending time with loved ones right now. That's why couples are spending every single second together because all we can do right now is focus on what makes us happy. So I think this is an amazing opportunity to use this time to reshape your life around something that makes you happy. Because like you just can't, you, you cannot waste this opportunity. You cannot waste this time that we have to reshape your life around something that makes you happy. Because it's just like, what else are you going to do in this time? What else are you going to do? Like, how would you feel if you came out of the other side of this not stoked about, you know, what you did during this time? 
And like I said, I have a massive amount of empathy for people that are really suffering right now and people that are really, you know, struggling right now. But there is a solution to it. And that solution is, you know, try to find a new skill. Maybe if you have been stuck in your career that you really didn't know if you wanted to get into, this might just be a really sneaky way of just, you know, maybe you've got parents that pushed you into a career that, you know, they thought you would enjoy. You don't actually enjoy it. Your parents made you do that. And now you have an opportunity to where you're not working and it's not your fault to focus on something else. And on the other side of this, maybe you'll be in a position where your parents are more understanding of the thing that you actually want to be doing. So use this time to be happy because that's at the end of the day, it's like, like I said, uh, you know, that's, that's the goal of everyone. The goal of everyone and the goal that everyone should have is to find what truly makes them happy. Find the person that become the person that you're genuinely supposed to be. Become the person that you're genuinely comfortable in being. Become the most confident, charismatic, you version of you that you can possibly be and then share that person with the world. Because we've all probably been through those levels of those periods of insecurity where, you know, you're uncomfortable being around people because the people you're around either make you feel crappy or you're pandering to those people to try and be popular or try and be friends with them or whatever it is. And it just makes you uncomfortable. It leaves you feeling like, I, I don't enjoy this person's company. I don't enjoy what I'm doing. So it just doesn't make sense to me that, you know, you've been given this opportunity on a silver platter. It's like, use it, take advantage of it. And I'm probably talking to a specific person right now. And if you're listening to this, which I don't think he is, um, you know, if you are listening to this, use this time. You know I'm speaking to you, so you use this time. Oh, <laughs> I went on a tangent this episode. I did, I did want to touch on, you know, happiness in a general sense, but I think that works a lot better. Is I think that works way better than what I did have planned to talk about. I sort of just wanted to talk about, you know, happiness in the sense of, you know, true, true happiness. Finding the thing that actually makes you happy. It's like, you know, whether that be for you, you know, a relationship. Maybe your true happiness comes from making someone else happy. Maybe the, you know, the happiness that you're desiring is is finding a, a man or a woman or someone that you can share your life with that you can give them happiness and inject your happiness into them. And that is your number one goal in life and that's what's going to make you most happy. Or maybe it's your career. Maybe you are just one of those people that after a 12-hour day of working, you feel happier than the days where you did nothing because you're like a little like me and productivity is is both a source of your happiness and a source of your anxiety. Maybe that's the source of your happiness. Or maybe it's, you know, just having enough free time to jump on Call of Duty and, and hang out with friends. Or maybe it is just hanging out with friends that makes you happy. Figuring out what actually makes you happy is is just as important as, you know, I, I don't want to bring it into relationships, but maybe I'll do a whole episode on relationships at some point. But it's like love languages. It's literally like love, love languages. If you don't know your partner's love languages and your partner doesn't know yours, then good luck maintaining a relationship. I'm talking about this as I just got out of a relationship probably for that reason is not understanding not understanding love languages and not understanding the other person's needs as opposed to my own and not understanding how my actions and insecurities affect them and there's such and such and such and such but it is like love it is like love languages finding what makes you happy is is so incredibly important to building your character because if you're unhappy in the things that you're doing there's no way that you can find your true character, find the person that you're supposed to be. Because if you're unhappy doing it, then you're already not the person that you want to be every single day. And you're taking two steps back every single time you go and do that activity that makes you unhappy. That was a little bit airy-fairy, wasn't it? I hope I don't come across that way because I, I really don't want to. I try to, you know, just share from my experiences I'll never, I'll never ever talk about something on this podcast that isn't 
something that I've experienced myself, isn't something that I don't know about. Um, I think that's super important for anyone listening who is interested in starting a YouTube channel, is interested in starting a podcast or or starting an Instagram page or or whatever it is, is talk about things that you're confident in. Talk about things that you are knowledgeable in. It doesn't have to be super knowledgeable, but at least have some knowledge in. Talk about things, but most importantly, talk about things that you're confident talking about. Because if you do that one, you're going to be more sustainable because you're going to be able to enjoy and comfortably talk about the things that you're talking about. But two, it's going to come across more authentically because people are going to understand that you're coming from a place of experience. So I try to always uh, draw from my experiences to talk on these podcasts, um, which is why I really want to keep doing these solo ones because it is a really interestingly therapeutic experience just talking um, airing these conversations because a lot of the topics come from you know maybe it's a, a a negative experience that I've been through that resulted in the knowledge that I I've come away with or or maybe it's an insecurity of mine that it has now been vented and aired into the world it's like um you know I think that's <laughs> it it's it's literally like you know when you meet someone new, you, you you know you meet someone new either romantically or as like a friend or or you know even just meeting someone professionally. Like you're going to a meeting with a new client that you've never met before. It's like the first meeting, the first phone call is really daunting. The first phone call is really uncomfortable and awkward and and you're shy and you don't know what to expect with that person, so you're kind of on the back foot. And then the first time you meet, say you ask them out for coffee or whatever it is, and you're uncomfortable at first. You don't know what they look like. So you're sort of like looking around the room, not really sure when they're going to walk in. And then they walk in and then they leave the coffee shop and everything's a little bit better, but it's not quite, you're not quite sure yet. And then you invite them over to your house or you invite them to something else, or maybe you go out for a drink together, something more intimate and you become more and more comfortable with that person, inviting them closer and closer into your life. I think it's the exact same way as you handle insecurities or the exact same way that you handle everything. Exposure therapy is is incredible at making you more confident, making you more comfortable with the things that you're uncomfortable with. And it's the same with your insecurities. If you, you know, invite your invite your insecurities, call your insecurities and invite your insecurities for coffee. And then once you're comfortable taking your insecurities to coffee, invite your insecurities into your home and let your insecurities become someone that you're mates with. <laughs> For lack of a better term, become mates with your insecurities, essentially. Become comfortable with that because that'll help you out massively for for just you know airing it out. And I think that's been something that I've experienced with this podcast is, is not so much specifically insecurities and not so much specifically negative experiences because a lot of what I've talked about has come from positive experiences. A lot of what I'm talking about in this podcast is, is from my last two and a half years of business experience and and my experience with sharing myself online and all that sort of stuff but a few of them are coming from places of genuine insecurity places of genuine negative experiences in my life and something that i've found extremely therapeutic is putting it out there and talking about it inside my own head because as much as i try to present as if i'm talking to you guys as much as i try to present as if the camera was a person and present as if i'm literally sitting across the room from someone and talking to all of you at at once, everyone who's listening right now, I am talking to you specifically right now. I am, but I try to, this experience of doing this podcast, this experience of sitting in front of the camera and the microphone and just recording is very, very in your own head. Like literally with these headphones on, all I can hear is my voice and all I can see is a camera. And then I look slightly to my left and I see me. So this is me talking to me. This is essentially my you know, real being, my my very, very conscious self having a deep and meaningful conversation with myself, which has been, you know, why I've, I think it's why I've enjoyed this podcast so much because it's a very raw way of uh, creating content. It's a very authentic way of creating content because there's not really any room to, you know, when you're talking for 45 minutes, when you're talking for 50 minutes, when you're talking for an hour by yourself, there's not really any room to to be fake. There's not really any room to, you know, I can't script these videos. 
<laughs> like there's no cuts in these videos. I can't script these. If there's a cut, it's probably because I ran to the bathroom or went and coughed or something like that or had to switch the camera off and on because it can only run for 30 minutes, unfortunately. But there's just no room to be fake, which is why it, it's such an authentic way of creating content. If you want to start creating content and you're not really sure what to start, start a podcast. Even if you don't have any audience anywhere else, start a podcast. You might as well because you'll probably just the act of podcasting will probably be just as therapeutic for you as it has been for me. Um, so yeah, I wanted to finish this podcast off this week with a, a little bit of a, a positive story that came out of this week. Uh, one of my best mates in the entire world, uh, I'll say his name, Harrison. One of my best mates in the entire world, is has uh, he's living out of home for the first time. Uh, you know, he's, he's lived out of home, but like with other family members before and he's living out of home. Oh, he did. He moved to, no, second time. Living out of home for the first time in Australia and he's just been taking, you know, this whole experience of lockdown and whatnot has been a little bit more draining for him because he's by himself a lot of the time. Like I've got my family around. I've got, you know, a, a big household of people, but he's literally by himself a lot of the time. And this week, one of the things that, you know, this guy is to describe him, he's an athlete is the only way to describe him. He's a, he's a thick, big boy, very, very, one of the strongest people I've ever met. And this week, one of his strategies to coping with this loneliness is he started painting. Now, to preface this, I have never even seen, I've never seen this man express one inch of creativity in his entire life i've never ever seen him do anything creative except for maybe he's dancing he's a bit of a uh he's a bit of a weapon dancing on the dance floor but i've never ever seen him express any creativity he's always just been an athlete and a very smart kid very very smart and athletic kid and this week he started painting and i just thought that was one of the best things ever is the fact that he's you know this very big big boy and his outlet for expressing his emotions during this time is to be creative. I think that's just incredible. And I think that's something that a lot of you guys could possibly take away is is maybe go and buy a sketchbook or buy a canvas or or do something that's a little bit outside of your character. If you're normally a creative person, maybe do something that's a little less creative. I've found a lot of people are really enjoying cooking at the moment and I am too. One of, one of the moments throughout my day that I actually really enjoy is cooking my dinner every night. It's one of the times where I can just focus purely on doing that activity and and nothing else. And I think that's really, really amazing for right now. I think we're coming up on an hour now, so I'm going to cut this off here. But that has been episode four of Real Life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I really, really do hope you've enjoyed it. Like I said last week, I think what I'm going to ask you guys to do at the end of these podcasts is if you have enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed any of the other episodes that I've released so far, I would really, really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with a friend. Share this with someone that you think might enjoy it. I think right now, a lot of my filmmaking friends are watching this, but there are a lot of you that are completely outside of this industry. There are a lot of you that have no intention of ever becoming a YouTuber who are enjoying this series, who are enjoying this podcast and enjoying what I'm sharing and the way I'm sharing it. So if you are enjoying this podcast and you think that someone else might enjoy it who might not think that they would enjoy it at the moment, share this podcast with a friend. I would really, really, really appreciate it and it would help me out a lot. If every single one of you today just text this podcast to a friend or send a message to someone saying, hey, you should really listen to this podcast. I think it would help you out a lot. Then we'd have double the listeners and it would be a massive help for me. So if you have enjoyed this episode, if you could do that, I would really, really appreciate you. But that has been episode four and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.